Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you so you finally have the energy you want, have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is a author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how a tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future. Start today and take your stance for health. Hi, Dr. Worth of Stance Chiropractic. This is Stance for Health podcast. Today, our, my guest, co-guest, if you want to call it that, is, is Karen Joanne Worth, my lovely wife. And we're talking today about when you're planning something, how fear plays a role in it and all the parts of your body that contribute to the thoughts and the feelings and the hormones and everything that go in, that goes into it. And it kind of started with me getting on a customer service call. And I don't know if you've had past experiences that weren't the most positive, but there were like five things that I, first of all, I was hungry. It was just before lunch. I thought, oh, I'll just make a quick call. It wasn't a quick call. And so I felt those things that we're going to talk about. And the fear, oh no, here we go again. This is going to be terrible versus what I was able to do. I think this is something that really is going to help us as we start the new year because failures from the past do not have to repeat. That's right. And we can make those lasting changes like we talked about last time. So tell us more about these fear responses. So that's great that you say it that way. When I think of fear, ultimately fear has to do with torment. In other words, you're either going to die from it or you're going to, or some form of torture. You, you don't actually know <laughs> what the, what, what form of torture that's going yeah. to take. Right. And, well, and to its logical conclusion, right. To its logical conclusion, you're like, well, will this ever end? Exactly. I will, wasn't will, will this ever be resolved ever? No, 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 no. That's, that's, uh, but I understand. Yeah. But you know, when it comes to like fear of heights, you know, you're going to oh, yeah. fall and die. Yeah, fear of drowning, fear of drowning, fear of closed spaces. You're going to mm-hmm. suffocate, mm-hmm. you know, and those, mm-hmm. those types of things. So, right. and the prefrontal cortex has a lot of inputs that people just don't realize. One of them is the gut. And we'll talk about that more as time goes on here in the in the podcast. But the other one that I love is it's, it's sort of a co-number one here is the adrenal glands and the amygdala. Well, you're like, well, I didn't know the adrenal glands were, weren't located in the brain. If they're not, where are they? They're just above the kidneys. So you have one above each kidney. And the amygdala is shaped like it's it's somewhere in the middle of the brain. It's Mm -hmm. like the midbrain and it's shaped like an almond. And you think, well, how can such a little space actually contain so many neurons that they have to do with Mm pre-programming whether or not something is considered a threat? Well, it borrows some of the hardwiring that's found in the adrenal glands, Hmm. right? So that's at least that's the concept that, that I've been presented. So I think we're more familiar with adrenaline, Mm -hmm. which is the fight or flight. And recently we learned from Dr. Carol Lineleaf that it's also freeze and fawn or people pleasing, but it's that the amygdala sends that message of there's a threat and your response is going to be 
what is your response going mm-hmm. to be? And and if it's a harsh enough warning, when I say harsh, like someone who's been abused, their warning can be almost uncontrollable. For example, let's give an example of someone who's had been abused by a, by their dad, uh, or he's alcoholic and, and comes in and beats them, beats their mom or something like that. A slamming door could set that off when it has nothing to do with it, but that's that's the power of the amygdala because it's learned to it, your body is built to survive. And so breaking these patterns is so critical. The, and breaking patterns for some can be so difficult. And the biggest reason for that is really the next step is what does the amygdala check with? Ooh, it checks with question. it checks with the heart. So stored in your heart is all this information the heart found heart. in the, the, the actual heart pump, which is odd. There's Purkinje fibers, 60,000 Purkinje fibers that, that have a lot of DNA. There's a lot of evidence that DNA evidence for DNA and your in basically your ancestral lineage is found there. So if your amygdala checks with the heart, you've got all these, all this history of, you know, uncle Joe was, was kicked by a bull. So I'm scared of bulls and you don't know why oh. you have just as an example. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so generational so yeah. uh, passing on, right. Uh, or even just a parent who's terrified to drive in the mountains. And so just seeing that look of terror on my mom's face at a young age says, Ooh, I'm not safe. So that those are things that people carry with them. Wow. And, and the good news is that it's only like one to two, maybe three or four generations like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's when it's like fresh. It's mm-hmm. mom and dad are the, are the most fresh, the most recent, the primate, the primal limbic system, if you will, how that, how your body kicks in and checks with the, the heart and the limbic system fires off these primal instincts to do something about it, to act on it. And so that's all of this got me to thinking we are more complicated in our thought processes, yes, far more in our decision-making than we mm-hmm. ever thought possible. Yes. Uh, any other thoughts about that? Well, I was thinking about levels of unforgiveness back to my simple example of it, of doing customer service training for years for in, in seminars and having people come there or talk about everybody had had a like a common and, I, and pardon me if you work at a customer service center <laughs> but there was a commonality so that the people that were gathering were talking about the phone system or the you know whichever and 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 or a credit card or a bank. And their their experiences were so similar. And what we were talking about over lunch is that there's a commonal, a negative commonality. Mm. That in other words, you are you enter an elevator and you're an extrovert like me. And so you're going to talk to people, which is kind of an unwritten rule for some people <laughs> you don't. But what you talk about is you say, oh, you know, how the cowboys are doing terrible, obviously I'm in Texas, or or the weather. You, you talk about something negative that this weather's terrible and, and other people will go, yeah, yeah, it's your and sharing so, the same sense of threat, if yes, you will, right? Yes. And that commonality though gives us a weird. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good sense of comfort, but it, it's kind of like, oh, I've got 
this misery and like you were well, saying, misery it, loves misery company. loves company. What <laughs> what I was thinking was is that I take comfort in the fact that others are sharing this ex- that same yes. experience. Yes. Right. And so there's there's hope in that I'm not alone in this. Right. And we were also talking about my dad, who was vibrant up until just a few months before his move to heaven, made it to almost made it to 102, was like a few months away from it. And he called himself the bounce back kid. And so if you called him and he had a cold or something, he'd be like, (laughs) and he'd be like, oh, how are you doing? And it wasn't like, oh, I feel terrible. Instead, it was like, oh, I've got the sniffles, but I'm the bounce back kid. Tomorrow when I wake up, I'll be fine. So guess who talks like that? <laughs> She's sitting right next to me. Yeah, because wow. that that was that was what I learned hmm. is that if your if your immune system is fighting something, it's fighting. It's going to win. Right. You're There's having no responses. Doubt. Yeah, that's good. And I think it's so important, especially right now with everything going on, that we do focus in on the positive, on doing the right things for our health. You know, we talk about the five spokes with the covering of, of hope, but are you eating right? Are you getting enough water? Are you getting enough rest? Are you moving? Are you exercising? What are you doing for your part so that when you do have a little sniffle, you go, oh, my immune system's going to kick in. It's so cool that you say that. That's like a, if you don't mind a segue to another part. Sure. If you don't mind. Don't mind at all. You said an immune response. I immediately thought of white blood cells. Mm, Yeah. Yes. And what happens when you create an inflammatory response in your gut? Well, if the inflammation is sufficient, then what you end up doing is you have these two cells that are joined together by tight junctions, right? that it actually begins to degrade and you you get seepage between the inside where digestive product lives, right? Mm -hmm. And the outside where all these sensitive organs live that can become inflamed. And the inflamed response is mediated in large part by white blood cells. Wow. Right? That same white blood cell that escapes into the bloodstream ends up in the brain and actually creates a gap in the blood brain barrier in the brain. Wow. So that's one aspect of it. That's called leaky gut. That's what happens with toxins of all kinds. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into the detail of the toxins, but mm-hmm. that can affect the way that you think, especially mm-hmm. if your brain is inflamed. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Then there's another part of the gut that I don't, we don't fully understand it yet, but there is a lot of evidence to suggest that the gut biome where the good guys are mm-hmm. in your large and small intestine mm-hmm. have influence on the way we think because of the incredible, Truly. the incredible yes. amount of yes. DNA yes. of, of uh, it's a symbiotic relationship, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. if they're good guys are producing mm-hmm. Um, but the evidence is that they're, they're producing more than mm-hmm. simply good B vitamins or, or what have you. They are helping us in the process, much like mitochondria inside the cell. Right. Isn't that interesting? It's also tied together and it's complex. And what we have to recognize, though, is we have more control than we're believing we do. Hmm. We really do. You control what goes inside your body, Mm -hmm. the nutrition, the water, 
you control the blue light, on and on and on. There's so many things that we talk about, and we're going to be talking more about ageless living, which is how to become like the people in the blue zones that live long, productive lives with low level of disability. And a lot of it is tied to what we've been talking about today. And some of this, if we can just look at it from a, a physiological standpoint, what you're really thinking, what I really think of when I think of everything that I've mentioned so far is kind of like hardwiring hardware. Mm. And then what's next in my thought process here that as I as I looked at this, I was like, but there might be a spiritual component to this too. Oh, absolutely. In terms of the fear response, because let's face it, if you're watching this or hearing, listening to this and you, you understand that as a, as a Christian, that, that there is a a spirit called fear Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. that's going to have a, it's going to have an influence sure on your hormones and all that, Mm -hmm. but until that's dealt with, it's, it's, it remains right. Right. So, uh, so perfect love Jesus from, from our perspective, from, from the Christian perspective, expels it, kicks it out. Right. And, and so that's why we walk in so much faith doing our part. Going back to my dad, he talked about there's God's part and there's your part and you need to work on yours a hundred percent because he's working on his a hundred percent. So my part is to take care of this temple, to take care of this body that he's given. And to trust that he created this body for regeneration. He created this body in a way that, and I, it's funny, I'm, I'm tapping right here, but that's my thymus uh-huh. where those T cells are educated. It's their university where they learn and they adapt to whatever my body is facing. And I'm so encouraged with this conversation today, Doc. Yeah. What I wanted to get at, too, is that through through Jesus himself, but also through fellow believers, there's a there's prayer ministry. And I think of when I think of prayer ministry, I think of cross counsel in order to deal with some of the spiritual components of things that can have a physical effect on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe you can explain a, a little bit about that, how that works. Well, you believe lies. So think about my, back to my example, the lie was that this was going to be a terrible experience and that I, in order for anything to happen, I was going to have to become angry because that's what my past experience had taught me. But when I, when I ask for truth and memories like that, the Lord can actually give me what really can happen. And so it's an easy process. Actually, you started believing lies to protect yourself and he wants to replace those with truth. And there's no reason for you to hang on to things that are going to hurt you, not only physically, but also spiritually, because those are also so tied together. Yeah. And so what to tie this all together into kind of put a bow on it, if you will, Mm -hmm. is that anything that influences your decisions Mm. that keeps you from the target. There's that there's all of these components. We talked about the the prefrontal cortex. You know, obviously if your brain is inflamed, it's not going to function properly. You're not going to be thinking straight. Mm -hmm. Likewise, the amygdala heart, obviously. Yeah. Oh, obviously we've, we have a laser that actually helps with that too. (laughs) Just by the way, we have a protocol that we call happy brain. Uh And so that's part of maybe part of why we're so happy. And so adrenals 
yeah, are part of that. Yeah, you, know, you can, you know, we talked about the heart, uh-huh. we talked mm-hmm. about the Purkinje fibers, the adrenals, the digestion. You know, they they the can gut. actually, adrenals can actually be exhausted in different oh, stages of exhaustion. So many people are in adrenal exhaustion yeah. right now. And mm-hmm. so we're, when we say you're taking your stance for health, we, we mean there's so many different things yeah. that you can, yeah. that you can, it, it's not like the, the, the young man in, in Holland that's trying to put his no, finger on the, it's, it's not, not like complicated. No. It's simple things. And we want to teach you and show right. you and walk alongside you as you make those changes. So this is Dr. Worth and Karen Worth. We just here to remind you to take your stance, stance for health. For health. And we will talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us at Stance for Health podcast, where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think. Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If this podcast has been helpful, please write a review. We'll see you next time.